Welcome to Sharon Feelings. My name is Chris Sharon. Hey everyone, how are we doing today? Please join me in welcoming Mr. Austin Dunbar. We start by reminiscing about our day spent on Cape Cod, as it is our only actual memory together. Although Austin and I have barely met, we quickly learn you don't need to know a person well to be open and honest with them. We are in a constant back and forth from the start as we put into words for the first time some of our most vulnerable and challenging thoughts. We laugh about the truth behind having an overactive imagination. Although overthinking can feel like hard work, it never actually yields any tangible results. We discover how much we overvalue the expectations we create for ourselves and how much we undervalue the importance of self-care. We seem to touch on almost every major issue meddling with our minds, and we learn that all we truly have is this present moment. The past is behind us, and although it's vital to dream and wish and want, the future doesn't exist. Enjoy. I wish I, and I don't say I wish lightly, but I wish... I was in New York City with you recording this right now. Could you imagine? Oh, my God, bro. I That would be the best. Dude, one day, one day I will be able to record an episode without feedback from the phone. <laughs> right? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I Well, whenever the time is it's possible, dude, you're always welcome here. You know that. Sweet. That would be, be fun. Yeah, I'm Same just... Same with you for Cape Cod. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to get yeah. there again. Yeah, you know, I was... In a couple of days before this, what we're doing right now, yeah, I was recalling when you came to Cape Cod, and I was like, we had a pretty good day. <laughs> yes, and we it did. Like, it was really packed into one day, and we did it all from like almost sunrise to past sunset. Yes, yes, and I feel and like I got the full experience. Yeah, no, that was a really good Cape Cod day because you got outer beach and like lake life. Yeah, for skiing. All in one day, yeah. salt water, fresh water. So that's that's like I don't even get that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know you guys treated us well out there, man. Hey, it's the only way to do it, you know. I just like yeah. I mean, I grew up going to the beach every summer, but for some reason that was just a whole nother beach experience. You know, letting the air out of the tires, sharks. Yes. Like what? <laughs> I know, dude. It's definitely an experience. That's why we had to do it. I mean. If anybody hasn't been to Cape Cod, I'm always like, okay, we're going, we're going on the Outer Beach. I love that, man. Like, I maybe it's just because I saw Outer Banks, which I know is in Cape Cod. It's like North Carolina, but I just assume like everybody that lives like yeah. off in a place like that is just like specifically one way, and they just have so much pride for like where they grew up. Do you feel that, or honestly, I have to say it's like an unpopular opinion of a young Cape Codder, but I do have that like. Honestly, like, I love being on Cape. Like, it's a dope place. Yeah. It's, it's not the Outer Banks, but, I mean, it's it's what we have, you know? It's, it's almost the same thing. Yeah, for sure. You know? So I, I 100% have a lot of pride where I live. A lot of people hate it, and I agree to that as well because first chance I could, I got off Cape Cod. <laughs> I was gone. But, you know, I found myself back here and not mad about it. Probably going to leave another time in my life. Yeah. And I'll, most likely find myself back here yeah because i'm not i I love it i'm not gonna lie yeah that's beautiful man that's so cool yeah i i feel that way looking back on the place that i grew up in the sense that i feel like 
just super grateful to grow up in like the house that I did in the neighborhood that I did just even stupid shit like the school district that I I feel stupid even saying that but like truly I just like from meeting so many people since then I I never realized just how lucky that I really was to to grow up in that place and that being said you know I feel like I've sort of lived my my full life there and and you know Uh meant for something else but it's amazing to like really have pride for I never really felt that way about school or about my neighborhood or like even when I went to college you know just like people I was never the kind of person that would like paint their chest the color of the school you know what I mean just that kind of I'm with you on that too I I never did that Um, (laughs) I I completely agree (laughs) yeah it's so funny man I I I think it's dope I mean Cape Cod is such a special place like I I can't wait to get back there and just explore more because you know you got the beach life but you just got like really cool interesting towns and just like yeah seems like a wide array of people as well like different different kinds of people which is just kind of cool you you got a really amazing cape cod day but like you didn't even because because of the situation we're in you weren't really even able to see everything that it includes you know totally I don't know. I don't know if you guys went up to P Town, but did you? Did we you go did. To yeah, we oh, did. You did. Yeah. But but even it's not the same because like for I've sure. been to P Town during during all this, and it's like it's you stay in your car, you don't like it's not the P Town experience. Like you need to come down here, freaking in the summer, right? And enjoy that. Yeah, hopefully. Enjoy all the, the parades down in P Town. Yeah. Pride Day down there is insane. It's it's so amazing. God, that'd be sick. I mean, I we live right on the border of the West Village and Greenwich Village, and and the Stonewall Inn is literally like right around the block from us. So I'm I'm super excited to sort of be. Hopefully, at least things are are okay by the summer and be in this neighborhood during pride and stuff i've never experienced it before it's going to be absolutely lit like yeah. and i don't use that it's, word often right. <laughs> i feel like it's, it's apropos great. though <laughs> yeah you, and you recently moved right so that'll be your first summer there yeah i mean dude like re- really soon after i saw you because i think we saw each other in august i want yeah. yeah august yeah beginning of august so in september is when we moved back to the city and we were going to move in with Lucas actually was the plan, but we just didn't find anything that sort of suited all of us. So yeah, it actually ended up being great, man, because he's in his own place right now. And I think he's I just know. loving it and it's beautiful. And Kristen and I were here and it's just like, it's, it honestly was the best decision we ever could have made for, for ourselves. Yeah. Your guys, your place and Lucas's place is really cool. Um, I just, yeah, when I, you guys were decorating it, Lucas was always FaceTiming Annabelle, and yes. I was like, man, like, you guys have some cool places, I'm not gonna lie. We lucked out, we lucked out. I don't know how sustainable it's gonna be <laughs> for the next couple of years, but hey, man, we're living while we can. Right, you guys have that brick wall that yes. I've seen in your guys' videos, and I'm like, man, that is like the coolest brick wall I love in it. apartment ever. <laughs> I love it because it's just so old. A lot of the buildings around here are just so old and because and, yeah. this neighborhood just dates back so far and they haven't done a ton of renovation. You know, they've like done gut, they've gutted it and stuff, but the foundations yeah. are all just so cool and interesting and all this old mm-hmm. brick and just stuff that just doesn't exist anymore. That's why I love it. Yeah, you're lucky that they didn't like drywall over it. Yeah. Because I... I, sometimes I watch some home and garden TV shows, right? I'll admit it. Of course. And you, you see these people, they like go to like knock down a wall connecting their kitchen to their living room, right? Yeah. They start knocking it down and then they have this beautiful brick wall that someone patched up. <laughs> and it's like, 
who would ever do that? Like, ever. Brick is never supposed to be covered up. Never, dude, never. So you're lucky that you have that. Oh, so, so lucky, man. My house growing up also had, like, all this exposed brick on the front. A lot of the houses in the neighborhood did. And I guess I just, like, grew up being used to that. And I, I love it, dude. Right. It makes me feel That's like true. I'm I'm living in, like, a real building. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, I Gossip Girl. Have you ever seen that show? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like Gossip Girl. You know, Dan's uh, the little loft that has all bricks. I think it has bricks. It totally might not. I might just be making it up, but I'm pretty sure it does. Don't don't fact check me on anything I say. <laughs> there is no fact checking segment at the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, good. Dude, that's great, man. So you got your setup all good. Like, what's life been like for you, man? Like, yeah, I mean, definitely a struggle. Um, life is like totally on pause. Like, it's not on pause, but it's like point one speed. You know, it's right. slowed down. Like, staying inside. With Annabelle having cystic fibrosis, we are doing nothing. So, and when we do do something, it's very, very restricted. Like, we're doubling masks now. We, like, if, if we're not wearing an N99 mask, we do Instacart at all the time now, which we're fortunate enough to be able to do that. But life has been, it's been chill. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Boring and chill at the same time because it's like a whole bunch of nothing, especially now that it's cold weather. So, a lot of time indoors which i don't like yeah i would i would love to go to like a ski resort or a ski mountain and people are doing it yeah uh, i wouldn't advise to do that i'm not gonna go to a ski resort myself right now but i would love to yeah so, yeah yeah there's a lot of things i'd love to be doing i'd love to be at the same table as you recording this but we can't do that and that's just and i know people like hate this saying but it's the new normal yeah. as of right now i'll say it you know say it it's the new normal so that's i don't know life has been sort of on point one speed yeah that's a good way to look at it yeah because i i it's interesting because i definitely felt for for a while like that stuck position like absolute zero momentum whatsoever and it really took Kristen and i like make just making the decision to get our own place and move to the city even though we weren't really sure how we were going to pay for it years to come or we weren't really sure like when we were going to get a job next and stuff and but making that decision just like it definitely unstuck us and then so it's been a couple months and now I'm sort of living in this new normal as you say you know and I'm trying to like make sense of life but there's still absolutely no sense to make and I just (laughs) I feel also right at that point one speed like close to being stuck again and just trying to fight through and there's a lot more optimism now obviously you know and vaccines are going out and i feel good about it but there is still right. this like fear and awareness i think almost that i'm like we're still right in the middle of this i don't know what to right. do yeah 100 percent smack dab in the middle of it i'd say yeah we got a long ways to go and we've already come a long way <laughs> which is nuts man it is if you told me that this would have lasted this long, like last March, like mid-March when everything started really going down, I would have been like, no way. No like, way. No way that <laughs> I'm going to do nothing with my life for a year. No. <laughs> not in the cards. Dude, I'm uh, – yeah, I, I – it's nuts. I, I wish there was like an answer to it or whatever, but I really think – I was just talking to my friend Josh. He was basically saying like, listen, we're in survival mode, you know? Like we – 
we got to do what we got to do. Like that sentence yeah. has never been truer. Like if you need to lay around all day and just like get your mind straight and relax, that's what you got to do. Like, and, and it's tough. I, I think, I think that should carry over. Like, I think that should definitely be implemented in life, even post COVID. And, and when it's back to quote unquote normal, like I definitely think we undervalued how much attention we need to give to ourselves Oh, for sure. And I think this brings to attention to almost everybody how much more self-care we need to have in our day-to-day routines. Because, like, and even if self-care is literally sitting on the couch from the moment you wake up, or not even getting out of bed if you have a laptop and better TV, (laughs) and staying there until you go back to bed. And, like, some those days are some of the most important days because if you think back to, and I'm going to go back to, normal life like actual normal life sure i can't remember the last time i did that until now and that's kind of mind-blowing yeah like me and annabelle are re-watching the harry potter series okay and we'll like watch one or two a day and it's like we just sit on the couch and it's great yes it, it like sucks at the same time that it's great i don't even know how to explain it it's, no for sure yeah i feel that it's 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 like giving yourself the permission that that's okay and i realized that I don't know how exactly or when or who or why, but like I put it in my brain along the way that like that wasn't okay. Like like oh, slowing sure. down and taking a break or relaxing or just absolutely doing nothing, like that wasn't okay. And and I think I correlated it with like my profession. Like if I slowed down and I didn't hit the pavement, you know, ground running like every single day hitting the grind, like then I was going to miss out on an opportunity that was going to get me to where I needed to be and that Oh, I think that's too yeah. stressful. It's yeah, it's very it's stressful, it's toxic and like the sad truth is like that kinda is true. Like if we track back to a year, the profession that you're in, it's like if you take a month of doing nothing, that's gonna reflect hugely on where you're at in your profession. You know, if you're moving forward, if you're falling behind, or if you're just staying steady. If you took a month of doing nothing, that would be detrimental. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's hopefully going into things that will be sort of like smoothed out a little bit to where it's like if you need a week to just literally do nothing and sit at home that you won't be so stressed about it you know yeah yeah for sure yeah no i think for sure i think also like i need to see it as like an investment in myself you know what i mean so if i spend that month or however long it is to like not be on the same path or take a sidestep or just like do what i need to do then i'm I'm investing in that future self that is going to be more prepared to hit the ground running and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I like that. That's a good way to look at it. That's, that's what I'm going to try to do. Yeah, right, right. That's what I want to be doing. Am I doing that? Maybe. Yeah, that's man. True. Yeah, absolutely. I think like something that I admire about you and and hoping to be educated from, this sense of, of calmness and tranquility and just like, maybe almost acceptance of just like life is life. I am going to be, you know, as comfortable as I can, as happy as I can. And I'm going to just try to do my best and be a good person. And like, you've pretty much capped it at that. I don't know if that's a gross overstatement generalization, but I'm just super interested in, in you in that way, because you have just this calm demeanor. (laughs) Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Sometimes it's not always like that on the inside. Sometimes it's a service thing, but I I think that's true. Like I I don't know. I'm I'm that person that's just like you know, 
and I hate the saying, it is what it is, and I'm not going to use that saying, <laughs> okay. but, you know, <laughs> yeah. I just think that, like, I don't know, you know, like, you wake up, right, you are who you are, you can change that if you'd like, if you, if you don't want to, you don't have to change it, and then you go about your day, and, like, I like to, and I don't always live by this, and I don't always, like, I'm not always consciously thinking this, but, like, if you break it down to where, like, the future doesn't exist, and the past doesn't exist right because you can't go into the future and change something and you can't go into the past and change something right you can only change what's happening today that might affect your future but your future is undecided it's not real like it's literally just not there you know what i'm saying like it's not tangible you can't touch your future you have today so it's like if you do today the best you can do then that's all good i don't know like and some people might be like oh that's like a lazy way to look at it but, like, I look at it that way. I'm like, okay, like, say if I want something in the future, I'm going to work today on that. You know, I'm going to dream about the future. Of course. But it's just a dream. You know, if that makes any sense, I don't want to go too, like, far out here. No, I want to go but all the way in. <laughs> that's just the way I look at it. You know, it's like, today I woke up, I knew I was doing the podcast with you. Yeah. And I was like, I, my mind was slipping a little bit. I was like, worried. I was like, oh, like, and this is me worrying about the future that doesn't exist, right? I was like, well, what if, like, my phone dies, even though I'm charging it right now, and it's at 100%, what if it dies, right? right? But that, it's literally like it's not going to happen. So like, and I'm a very anxious person, but I'm like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So like, we're good. I, I am where I am right now. Let's not worry about that. Yeah. Because if you worry about the future too much, same if you worry about the past too much. Literally, you're just going to eat yourself alive. And I've been there, and I might be there tomorrow. You know, I'm not perfect. Of I, I know what I want, but... <laughs> tomorrow I might be super stressed about it so that's just sort of like my general where I am how I look at things that's incredible man I mean I too strive for that I think I think intellectually I understand that way of life and way of thinking and I am happy at least that I don't sort of live in the past I've never been that way it is sort of my yeah I mean definitely (laughs) so one point today you know what I mean like (laughs) I'll I'll take that win but um you know a part of me definitely struggles in in focusing on the future because you know what it where it comes from and I've realized this is that I just I want so much you know like and and not necessarily like you know money and stuff although I do want you know fame and fortune of course but like I just want so many things and 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 I think it's good to want, like you said, like to dream, but but you're right. I think you can get really sort of caught up in all that stuff. And, and what happens, at least for me, I think, is like when I'm dreaming, when I'm, when I'm thinking of the future, I start to create these expectations of myself, you know, to, sure. to, to build this like future self that I have to become in order to attain those things. And then in the present moment, if I don't embody those things i feel like i've failed i feel like i've disappointed myself and it's exactly i get that <laughs> i get that because like you so you you spend so much time investing in your future self where you want to be right and that's like all in your head and then like you come back to reality for a second and you're like oh i'm not there i suck yeah but it's like but your, your mind doesn't put two and two together that like you just created a whole fantasy in your head and then you expect to be there when you snap out of it. Yeah. Right? And then, and then you're like, man, wow, I am a failure. I suck. Let me just give up. Right? Like that, that's what happens. Like, and it's so hard to like see the difference between that. Yes. And you have to like you have to recognize that there's there's so much work 
that has to go into the future that you dream of, you know? Yes. So I, I literally get that so much what you just said. Thank you, man. So yes. I and I and I feel you like and the work like because when I'm that overactive in my own imagination, sometimes to a fault, and the vision turns dark and twisted sometimes, like when I'm that involved, it feels like a lot of work. And so I sort right. of come out of this spiral or this vision or whatever and I am in the same place physically that I was and I'm like, what the hell? I just did all of this but it was all not I just dreamed tangible. for three hours. Yeah. Why aren't I there? <laughs> oh, that's a, almost a daily occurrence for me and I like you just literally almost have to slap yourself and be like, no, that's no. the end goal, not right now. Exactly. And and I think I think so much that that I you know, we're capable of understanding the truth. Like, if we want to get from point A to point B, these are the steps we have to take. Right. It's as simple as that. And instead of just getting after it, you know, today is Sunday or Monday or Tuesday, let's do this, check it off the list. I'll, I'll go into all this overthinking process that yeah. is going to get me nowhere. And I, I really, like, appreciate you having this back and forth with me because I, I definitely needed this because – when we talk about it and I think I'm laughing so much because it's just so real and so funny that it's so true. And like, and like you were saying, you know, it reminds me of like just a simple life. And like, yeah, I think maybe that can, that can be construed into thinking that you're lazy or something. But I, I think what it really is, is that you just know what's super important to you and you just focus on that and the rest is sort of noise. Yeah. Right. It, it, it definitely is that because it's like, and I like what you said about, like, a simple life is sometimes looked at, at by, like, a lazy life. But it's like, if you're at peace with yourself, you can have all these, like, big dreams, right? You could be chasing them. You could be achieving them. But if you still, like, have simplicity in your daily thoughts, your daily routine, so much better than being, like, sporadically crazy, like, you know? And you can be sporadically crazy, but be at peace, you know? Yes. Simple life can be being a millionaire owning all this stuff flying private jets but as long as you're like grounded in your head like in, in my mind i'm like you're good you're golden it doesn't matter yes well, and, and to track back to the to the dreaming thing what i find myself doing and like i get so wrapped up in dreams and one of my favorite quotes is just it's as simple as this it's literally i had too much to dream last night right <laughs> because that everyone who is like a dreamer or like trying to chase after it that is like happens all the time you have too much to dream right yeah. and what happens a lot to me myself especially when I'm like planning a project right if I'm like okay I'm gonna go after it let's let's say YouTube because this happened to me before I dream so much about putting in the work filming the videos editing the videos posting the videos negative feedback positive feedback getting rich getting famous and I do all of that in my head right so then when I snap back to reality, I think everybody else knows what I just created in my head. And you, you asked me a, a question about like how people perceive you. Uh -huh. And sometimes that messes with me because I'm like, I dream about like, okay, I made this video and I got famous and like, that's what I'm all about. But if you're not acting on it, nobody else knows what you're about. And, and it's like literally as simple as that. So like you could dream like, oh yeah, I'm going to do all this work. I'm going to do it. You create it in your head, in your head, you did all the work. Literally, nobody else on the face of the earth knows that. So they're like, no, you didn't. You right. don't make YouTube videos. You, you didn't guess, like, you know? Right. And that 
is I, I get wrapped up in that all the time. Absolutely, yeah. I mean that that sort of falls into the category of of being you know too consumed by what other people are going to see when you put your stuff out. I think sometimes that's a block for me. Is like you know, oh, with social media, like I, you know, I got Instagram specifically, you know, I got to create this content. I got to make sure I'm doing it all right, you know, so that I get more followers. And so like people know me, you know, like what? It's just, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like it's, it's insane. I think like my perspective changed when I started to think of it more of like, it's just an outlet for my creativity. Yes. Today's brief interruption is in support of our Asian communities and the promotion of Stop AAPI Hate, a national coalition addressing anti-Asian hate amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Explicit hatred and misconduct against Asian American Pacific Islander communities has risen significantly during the pandemic. This center tracks and responds to incidents of hate, violence, harassment, discrimination, shunning, and child bullying against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders in California and where possible throughout the U.S. Visit their website stopaapihate.com to sign petitions, pledge donations, report incidents, and read government responses. For additional information, visit their Instagram page at stopaapihate. I walk down one of my favorite neighborhoods is a little bit south of us. It's Tribeca, and it's just these beautiful homes. And I'll go online and I'll like look up these buildings that are for sale or for rent or whatever. You know, ten plus million dollars for like a two bedroom. You know what I mean? And and I'll think of it in the sense that like for a while I would think of it like, well, I'll just never. That'll just never be my life. You know. But I've started to think about it, you know, I've started to normalize looking at those things because I want to live a life where like those things are attainable and beyond are attainable. And that'll only feel comfortable if I make it so, you know what I mean? Right. You have, you have to accept it and make sure that it's not a taboo thing. I, I yes. get that because it's like you can look at it and then it's like, oh, that's so far out. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'll never get that. And if you, if you create that block, it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. But if you, like, familiarize yourself with it and, like, be like, okay, it's, it's okay to have these thoughts. Yeah, I might want, like, $50 million just for my house. You need to accept that. Yes. You know? It might not happen, but you need to accept it and not feel guilty about it. It's absolutely. I Wow, so much has come to mind. One of the one of the YouTuber, fitness YouTubers that I follow, Matt Does Fitness. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, uh, I do. Yeah, of course. Okay, so he just released a video showing his analytics for the year 2020 and like all the money that he made just from YouTube. And he starts the which I thought was so cool, like the fact that he would reveal all of that to his followers. Like, right. I just I like eat that up. I love that. I love it, man. Because he and he's so good at just being so real, and he doesn't give a fuck. And I love it. And like, yeah, I mean, one of the first things he said was like, you know. I'm doing this for you because I told you I would, but also because, like, I don't think we should be afraid to talk about money. I think that we should be proud to talk about our achievements and money being right. one of them. And and he said, by showing you this, I hope that you can realize that by putting in the work consistently over time, like, the benefit can be huge. And, like, it yeah. does just that. It shows him back to, like, 2013 or something when he started YouTube making, like, literally three dollars you know what i mean (laughs) to making like half a million dollars just from youtube like what right hard work 
recognizing that it's possible. Like sometimes you just need to hear that it's possible because this is a person and they've done it and you're a person and you can do it. And it's just like, especially now with YouTube and Instagram, everything just like everyone sort of has this appearance of being famous or important or like really good at what they do. So I think it just creates this roadblock in our heads where we're like, well, fuck, I mean, they're already there. I'm all the way back here, you know? Yup. It's like, they wear Gucci when they go to Walmart? Yeah. I can never do that. And and some people do, but also it's like, the amount of, and I don't want to, like, rash on anybody nope. who is a, I'm doing air quotes, influencer. Yes. The amount of fakeness, not in a bad way, but literal fakeness that goes into a good amount of posts is real. Yes. Because it's like, you see an influencer wearing like the coolest outfit standing out front in front of like Walmart or Target with the, the big red balls outside of Target, right? Okay. I've seen multiple photo shoots there and it's like the amount of actual fakeness that goes into that. Like they plan the outfit. They go to Target just for the picture and that's okay. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but they go there just for the picture. They get the best angles. If you went through the camera roll, there'd be 225 pictures of options that they go through. Then they go through it, then they post it. And you see that and you're like, man, they went to Target for milk and they looked like that. Yeah. And they just took one picture and they look that good. I can never do that. Yeah. But it's like a lot of people, and it's real, a lot of younger kids, younger than me, like they don't realize how staged and fake it is. Like I said, I, I want to say it again, not that it's a bad thing. Right, right. All, but it's like a lot of this is just a facade. It's, it's an appearance. Yeah. It's what, the, it's what they're showing you. Yeah. They're not showing you things on purpose. And they are showing you things on purpose. Yeah. So it's good to know that. Yeah, you have to, I think, because I was I was equating it the other day to like like a food advertisement or something, like like even something simple like a fast food advertisement. They always show like these big beautiful like pictures and people are so happy. Like when you're posting an ad, like you're not gonna show like a cow being slaughtered and like it tastes like shit you know what I mean like all these people like fucking hate the burger you know what I mean like that would be insane so I think that like when you're you know producing this product which happens to be you you know and you're showing it to your audience I think naturally you're going to try to like you know sculpt it out of what you think is best the difficult thing for me I think or that I'm struggling with trying to get better at is like I have to cancel out of like what I think other people are doing and do what I think it should look like. And that right. is hard for me to, to, right. to sit with myself and have this creative vision and produce it and not question it. Yep, that's true. The, the not questioning it part is the most crucial part and it's probably the hardest part. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, if, especially if like say you were to do something that like literally no one's done before you're going to question that so much. But if someone has done it, you're going to be like, oh, other people do this, so it's cool. Right. But like that one thing that you haven't done like might be the coolest thing that someone, like someone might see that and be like, oh, wow, that is literally the coolest thing that you posted. I can't believe that. Yes. But when you're posting it, you might be like, oh, man, this is the stupidest thing. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> you know? So it is hard to do. It is hard for that, that yeah. reason. I like what you said, though, about that because – it's a lot more productive when we take like the pressure off of ourselves and just say like, okay, I'm putting this out there for people to take and maybe one person is going to watch it or listen to it or whatever and be like, wow, 
I needed that or that was great or awesome or I'm inspired now to go do this. And Mm -hmm. instead, all I'm thinking about like this sucks, this sucks, it's not good enough, people are going to hate it. Like that is so selfish, you know? Right, right. That's that's a good word for it. It is selfish, you know? And and that brings me to – I always like think about this in my head. Like I'm always like, okay, so if I were to get famous, right, would I want overnight millions of subscribers success or would I want like two years of putting in the hard work, connecting with people, posting a post that gets one like – but that one person who likes it is like, wow, this is the best thing ever. I love what you do. Love your work. And then they're like a lifelong, and I don't even want to say fan because it, they'd be more than a fan, right? It's like a community. Yes. So it's like I always say to myself, like, I almost hope one of my videos don't blow. That like it doesn't blow up because I've seen people have a video that blows up. They get a lot of money and then they fall off because they don't have the community built. Like people care about them. But if they do one thing that people don't care about, they're written off good because they don't have that community that like will back them sure so i always think to myself i'm like if i post something and in my mind it could fail right if it gets 100 views it could fail two views it's failing five thousand views i'm like oh that video failed but if one person out of those 100 views is like wow that's the coolest thing ever subscribe like follow whatever it is you know whatever social media platform it is if one person is like a part of your community now boom that's what's important i would i would take that over like overnight success any day any day and i don't care if it 100%. takes 10 years to get there i i'm with you 100 percent because like that in my mind is the point of all this i think we we manipulated it and deconstructed it far too much but really i think what the point of like social media is to try to genuinely connect people in ways that you know normally you wouldn't be able to. And just the ability to share not only yourself, but like your creations with people and even just one person out in the ethernet of the world is going to accept that and welcome it and be like, whoa, I dig this. That's crazy, man. When like before you would have had to like make the video put into like a physical tape and send it to somebody or so. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? It'd be impossible. Right. It sounds impossible. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, dude. I I wonder, you know, because you had mentioned that that you're a very anxious person. Do you think that it has anything to do with the fact that you grew up in this world of social media, or with phones more readily accessible, or do you think that that is just like the way of life? Because I can relate to that anxiety as well. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely way of life. Like when I was a and, like, my life has gone through phases. So when I was a kid, I was, like, my parents used to call me a Klingon because I would always be clung on to them. Like, literally, if we went somewhere, I would be crying. I would be upset. I wouldn't want anyone to look at me. And they would always have to, like, go home from, like, parties, get-togethers, dinners, anything. I would, like, I'd be like, no, I don't want to be here. Don't look at me. But then, like, I evolved into, like, I am now, like, the most outgoing person. But at the same time, super anxious, right? Like, I'll come on here to a podcast to talk to you to however many people are going to view it and I don't really care. But then I get in my car and I need to go get gas and I'm so anxious. I'm like, I don't want to go to the gas station. People are going to see me. What if I like mess up? And it's, it's weird. Like, I don't know if you ever get that. Do you? No. You don't? Okay, so yeah. That's just something like I deal with people who have like a lot of anxiety to deal with and it's weird the way of social media is because I'm like low-key the most antisocial, anxious like shy person but yeah i'll put a camera in front of my face and talk to it all day and upload it which like 
<laughs> doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah. It never will, ever, but I don't know. And, and going back to what you said, if it's a life thing or if it's social media has influenced, I think both, even though that's not a direct answer. I remember when I downloaded Instagram, I was in, I think, seventh grade, and this is my first encounter with, with social media, right? One of my friends, she was a girl, she goes, hey, you should get Instagram. And I was like, what's that? She shows me it. And the one thing she told me, and it's like the most toxic thing, but it's the most truth, truthful thing, right? She goes, yes, you just want to make sure, like she explains it all to me, what Instagram is. And she goes, you just want to make sure that your follower count is higher than your following. And that was the my first introduction to social media, right? And and that was like early, like it was my seventh grade year, but that was like many years ago. So it was like when Instagram was first a thing. This is like 2012, maybe even before that 13. I don't really know. Don't quote me on that. But that was my first encounter with it. So I get introduced to Instagram and I get told, yeah, you just want to make sure you have more followers and following. And for the longest time, I battled that and I spent so much time being anxious about, oh my God, people are only going to think I'm cool if I have more followers than following. Now I think I follow double the amount of followers because every page I see, I'm like, follow. Yeah. If I like something, follow. Yeah. I like, I'm like totally not guilty about it. I'm like, follow. Like, I yes. embrace it almost. Absolutely. And I don't know. Social media, I think, makes everybody more anxious. Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but it definitely has like hindered and like amped up my, my anxious being I would have to say yeah absolutely I mean all the more reason like we were saying in the beginning to just like find those moments where you can really just distance yourself and like take care of yourself and just like I think for a lot of people maybe they don't want to admit it but I think for a lot of people that it includes like putting your phone down and, and not scrolling and stuff I think there's some right. sort of like weirdly meditative thing to like scrolling on Instagram or whatever, just like looking at oh, different profiles sure. and stuff. But I think that's sort of toxic because time will just sort of evaporate and not in a healthy yeah. way. And like, yeah. I just like, it's just so easy to compare yourself to, I think. But oh, yeah, that's that's the worst thing to do. Like, compare yourself to people, and that's all I do. That's yeah. all we all do. And it's just insane that we do that even though we know it's the most toxic thing to do yeah yeah it's and crazy it's it, it goes in line i think with like overthinking and doing you know spending all day in your head instead of doing physical things you know i think like the time that you're spending sort of dreaming about all these things that you want is time taken away from actually physically doing what you want to be doing you know what i mean and i right. think like because at the end of the day and i say this so many times but i, I it's true it's just there's always more to have. There's always more to want. There's always more to get. There will always be some new thing or this or that or next level or whatever it is. Like That's true. And so like if if I'm constantly focusing on like climbing the ladder or whatever, so to speak, like it'll never end. You know? Like right. I'll no, just drive myself never, crazy. It never does end. Yeah. <laughs> it never ends. Like I I don't know the exact quote, but I always see like every like couple months I'll probably like scroll upon someone posted this on instagram or their story or whatever and it's like it'll be it'll literally be like in all caps like stop think back to a year ago and you are exactly where you wanted to be a year ago and it's like sometimes that will literally like open my mind and i'm like wow i am so unsatisfied and want so much more but if i go back to a year ago i'm literally where i wanted to be and more 
but like in your day to day life you don't realize that yes you're constantly wanting more and yes. because there's always more to want like you said absolutely and yeah yeah right and like when when the focus is so tight and narrow each day to day you're not seeing the bigger picture and yeah you have to i did that at the beginning of this year i was like I think the first week of January or something just like flew by and I was like, oh my God, already middle of January, I'm writing in my journal and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. In just these last two weeks, I've done this, 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 and this. That's a lot of shit to do in two weeks. Like I'm in a new place right now and like it's so easy to just be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be, you know, like it, <laughs> it's just like I'm trying so hard to normalize the the reverse of that, which is like I am fucking exactly where I need to be. Right. Fuck it all else, you know. <laughs> right, that's so important because a, a lot of things that happens to me, probably you too. Like, say if you do something and you're like, yeah, I feel good about that. I'm successful about this. Then you open Instagram and you see like somebody one up to you. And you're just like, yeah, no, I'm not successful. I'm not where I want. <laughs> and it literally takes like that, just that one moment of like doom scrolling or just seeing somebody else succeeding, and you're just like, oh yeah, today wasn't a successful day. Yes. And it's just like it's so important to to recognize. Actually, it was a very successful day because I did, like you said, this much in those two weeks of January. Yes. So I'm good. Yes. You know? Yes. It's like, recognize that. Pat yourself on the back and be like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is. It's that fragile nature of like one click, one snap, something happens and all of a sudden the entire foundation has just fallen beneath me. And like that I don't love. You know what I mean? Like I I definitely want to strengthen that somehow in the sense that like I think the work, the real work is – Telling yourself that you are enough, telling yourself that it's okay, that that what you've done is great, you know what I mean? And yes, there is more to do, but what you've done so far is great. And I think that's the sort of like hands-on work that we can actually be doing, that, that I can actually be doing, rather than trying to think about all these different things that I could do. Totally. 100%. Yeah, it's, it's, Wow. Right? It's like, oh, wait. It's like, I didn't even know I knew that. When you, <laughs> when you like, open your mind to these conversations, you're like, wait, I have that stored up in my head? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I appreciate you so much, man. Like you have just, I just, che- I'm just checking the the recording to make sure it's all good. And we've been going for like almost an hour, and I have that time has just absolutely floated away. That's crazy that it's been an hour. It's so that's crazy. Time warp. Yeah. That's insane. You yeah. Me at two o'clock. <laughs> it's two fifty. Yeah. What? It's just nuts. I think like one thing we can definitely no- recognize is like. And it goes back to what you were saying about that community. I think, like, this is an extension of that. Like, we don't need to necessarily know that much about each other to have these open, honest moments of just, like, letting each other spitball. And I think it's almost beneficial because we don't really know each other. So we're not really tiptoeing around anything. I think we just get the free range to just speak. Right, that's so true because it's like, I don't know if the viewers right now, we literally have only seen each other like one day out of the hundreds of thousand, I don't even know, like, however many days we've been alive, we've seen each other one day. Literally, that's it. Yeah. Like, I don't even think I knew you existed until whenever Lucas like said, was like, oh, like brought you up. Yeah. And you're right, because if I knew you, I would have like, I would for myself have been like, okay, he perceives me this way. I've done this that and the other so this is who i am in his eyes and i can't like stray from that 
Mm. So it's like since I don't know you, you like we don't really know each other. It's like it doesn't matter. Yes, like, I, can, I can say anything and be like, oh yeah, like okay, yeah, like, I'm cool with saying that. Absolutely, you know, I built up a wall with you to be like, oh, I don't talk about that. One hundred, one hundred, yeah, makes it better. yeah. That freedom to just like literally, like, like, just have these moments of of being able to realize or put these thoughts into words and just realize even how silly it is that we get in our own way so often. Right, literally, <laughs> we're our own like worst enemy, and we don't even know it <laughs> all the time, <laughs> dude. All the time, like I, I was thinking this just yesterday. I think I don't remember what I said. I was getting a little down on myself for sure. And I spoke something like internally to myself that was not kind. And and I had this moment where I was like, I would never say this to somebody else. I wouldn't say it to my partner, Kristen. I wouldn't say it to my mom. I wouldn't even say it to a friend or a person I didn't even really know. Why the fuck do I think it's so okay to say it to myself? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny that you said because it's so sad. <laughs> yes, that's so true. Because like you, you let anything fly when you say it to yourself. You're just like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, but it's it's good to recognize that. And honestly, like I don't even think I like ever really think about that. Like I can think of things I told myself today that I'm like, dude, I would never say to anybody. Never. That's, that's so weird. I'm going to be thinking about that for like a week now. I'm, I'm shook by that. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Somebody that I follow because of Kristen, her name's Dana Wilson. She's a, a dancer and choreographer and producer and she has this podcast called Words That Move Me that I'm just obsessed with. It's She's created her own little like community of people, mostly dancers, but just all kinds of creative people that are just looking to like kind of what we're doing, just get unstuck and be positive and find a way to navigate through life and the business and stuff. And she had an episode that came out like towards the beginning of the year and was just saying like, you know, imagine your best friend in the whole world is coming to you with these doubts and insecurities and is trying to start a creative project and is just not feeling like they're capable or enough or whatever. Are you going to say like, you're not good enough. You should just quit right now. Like, you know what I mean? You would never say that. But like when you have the idea, you're like, oh, you should just get out. You know what I mean? Like it's hilarious, but it's just so real. I'm literally at a loss of words because I'm realizing that that is so true. And like that's something I've never thought about. Yeah. Literally never crossed my mind, but it is insane because you're right. If my best friend was like, hey, I want to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And if it was my dream, like, I would just be like, oh, don't do that. Yeah. Like, you can't do it. <laughs> and I think, like, my friend, yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it isn't a weird, maybe, maybe we're going too into it. I don't know. But it isn't a weird way, like, an abusive relationship with yourself because, like, you don't realize, because what you're doing, what I'm doing is, like, I'm saying this about myself and I'm not letting it process. I'm just saying it and I'm thinking it and I'm feeling it. And then it's living there. It's just existing inside of me and it's not being processed or analyzed or expelled in any way. And then a week will go by and something else will happen. I'll say something like it again. And all this shit is just inside of me and I'm just okay with it. It's like right. if my partner was hitting me, you know what I mean? And, and I didn't say anything. Or I, I just let it happen and I normalized it, well, then I would be okay. But that's an incredibly abusive thing. And it's so simple right. to think of it that way, but, you know, not so much when we when we do it to ourselves. Totally. Totally. That, 
that is insane because literally you just let it fly. You're like, yeah, I said that about myself, and it's true. Yeah, you, know, it's like, you don't even give a filtered thought about it. Yes, you're just like, yes, I'm not even gonna say, but like, I suck. Yes, you know, that's as simple as I can put it. Right, and you're cool with it. But if it were someone else saying it, it's like, oh no. Right. But you're right. It is an abusive relationship with yourself. Yeah. And that's why self care is so important because I think people neglect themselves. I, I neglect myself all the time. Everyone does it. And that's part of the ne- neglection, just being like, oh, I suck. And I'm not even going to think about why I said that or how it affects me, but I said it. And yeah. Move on. Like, that's, it's so, it's an abusive relationship with yourself. You, you hold that higher standard for yourself and not other people. It's weird. It's a weird thing we do. It is. It's almost not even fair. If I'm going to live more selflessly in that way and think of other people before myself, it's almost not fair to them because if I'm holding myself to this high standard, well, then everybody else should meet me. But I think what really it is, is I need to give myself grace and understanding just as I do other people. Right. Totally. I think you're 100% you nailed it on that one. <laughs> like, Dude, I, I you're so I haven't even ever spoke these words really in my in in my life, so I'm really ex- I'm really thankful for this because I needed this, man. <laughs> I, I honestly like I can uh, I'm right there with you, and I, I I'm not even like talking too much on this subject because I've literally never processed it. So in my head, I'm like, what? <laughs> I've had these thoughts in my head. Yeah. I know for me, like I was so fortunate that my parents always showed their love for me and that I guess it was just, it was normal to express right. love. For sure. It's the same with me. It, it was my normal always, still is today. It's like my parents showed me more love than I even needed, you know? Yeah. And, and that's very important and I'm very grateful and thankful for yeah. that. Yeah. And then like when it got into, you know, me starting to be interested in women and like, pursuing romantic love I think I spent a time and you know it might have just been because I was in high school and extra dramatic and you know watched way too many hopeless romantic movies you know what I mean like and that like sort of manipulated my idea of like how love was supposed to be and it wasn't until I think I got older that I realized like okay love is love is just like a word you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. what's behind it right I I agree to that 100% love is just a word there's so many different forms of that one word like it's fluid it's not just like it's not love is love and love is love like you know there's no bottom line it's there's so much more to it and it's i I agree with you like the shows i watched in high school and i was like oh so this is how my relationship be i should be like in between classes i need to like meet her at the locker and say some like stupid corny pickup line and that's what it needs to be right (laughs) it's like no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it only happens in TV shows and movies. Only. It, it really does. It, it, I, w- I wish somebody told me that too. And I, I think maybe I knew that on some level, but for whatever reason, I put myself to that expectation of having to be that. And like, I mean, literally people would call me a Hallmark card when I was younger <laughs> because like this flowery writing that I would do, these love letters that I would write, like, oh my, oh God. my gosh, man. I, I heard that on one of your podcasts. You said that people used to call you. Oh my gosh. I want to ask you a question about that. Did you, when you were in whatever grades, were you always hanging around girls, even if it wasn't romantically, like just like your friends, were they girls or were you more of like a guy's guy hanging out with 
the dudes being bros with the homies. Right. I want to know which were you. I think the thing is that I I really quickly as I got into high school like drifted away from like the bros and the dudes. Like I just kind of stopped playing sports and I started doing theater, which I think mm-hmm. totally transformed like the demographic of people that I was with. Oh, yeah. And most of those people were girls. And, like, I loved girls. So, like, I was never... Like, I always wanted to be around girls. You know what I mean? Right, it wasn't about things. Exactly. Like, exactly. exactly. I, I, I feel you on that. And, and the reason I ask that is because when I was younger, I was always hanging out with girls. I was around girls. Even if it wasn't like, oh, I had a crush on this girl. It was just... I, at a young age, thanks to my dad drama queen both of us i was way more in touch with my emotions my feelings everything than most of the guys my age yep. so like i really never got I, until probably my sophomore year in high school i never had like a constant like male bro like a friend you know what i'm saying like i had friends but it was always like i hung out with girls when I was younger, I would have sleepovers with girls. Wow. And it, it was literally never romantic at, at that young age. It was just like, I just connected yeah. with females more than males. Because I'm not saying I was at a different level as like thinking of myself as higher than no, anybody. Yeah. But it was just literally a different level. Yeah. Like different everything. Yeah. You know? So and I, I feel like. I almost think you probably relate to that. Yeah, 100%. And I think theater definitely had a huge impact on that because the guys that I did hang around with also happened to be very much in touch with their emotions and feelings. And so I think it was just so normal. And like the bros, I'll say, like the dudes, like the jocks and stuff that I maybe grew up knowing and like hanging around, like, and I'm talking like as a child, you know, once we got into high school, it's like we kind of, you know, divided right. and, and we, I went one way and they went a completely different way and there was really no overlap whatsoever. And that's, who knows, I would, you know what, you know what I need to do is like try to call up somebody that I haven't spoken to in 10 years and be like, Hey man, when you were 15, were you thinking about that? <laughs> that's really funny. I would love to, to know what someone says. Yeah, absolutely. I think like I admire you for sure hanging around girls that much. I think for me actually it was – although I did have a lot of girl friends, I think for the most part my mind was always going on like do I like this person? Do they like me? Like am I – I was just like so focused on on that. But yeah, I was definitely spending a lot of time with with women, which I think obviously benefited me for the most part. I also have like – the best mom ever so she was definitely going to make her presence known in my life right. and yeah so. and that, that's super super important yeah. to have and that, that's wonderful that you had a mother like that yeah i mean you know it seems like we're both really lucky and i think that similar to what we we're talking about money like we have to recognize the things that we're proud of the things that you know we are lucky to have in our lives. And, and, and by doing that, I think we can continue to manifest more of those things to come into our lives. Right. And, and, Manifestation. And, very important. Yes. Yes. Which, which I was thinking about the whole time because I think it's like the evil twin of manifestation is like overthinking. Oh, totally. <laughs> you know, that's, that, that's true. <laughs> that is very true. Because, like, I, I, Kristen and I made vision boards for the year, and we just, okay. like, cut up old newspaper and magazines, and it was a lot of fun, and it was a really cool, creative thing to do that I had never really done before, and they're hanging, like, right next to our bed, and I don't look at them every day. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I 
put in hours of work to try to make this thing and Matt and like truly look at something and manifest it coming into my life down the down the road and instead I'll spend three hours you know overthinking or whatever but (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so interesting I think it it seems like it's always just little tiny shifts like if I can just Mm -hmm. pivot a little bit away from like this crazy spiral I'm about to go down right next door is a safe healthy manifestation of my future right that's important it boils down to you just need to be present yeah you know you can you can overthink things but if you're overthinking you aren't in the present moment therefore the present moment isn't going to be what you want and need it to be you know <laughs> yes <laughs> yes you did it all up there in your little dream bubble yeah you come back to reality and you're almost like further behind because time passed and you didn't act on what you want and need from life you know Yes. So it's it's dangerous. Dreaming is dangerous. Yeah. Dream all the time. So it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that at all by any means. No, absolutely. I love it though. But danger doesn't necessarily always mean like a negative thing per se. It just totally. means you have to be cautious, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's so true. And, and danger is different for everybody. Yeah. You know, like like I said, like me going to get gas is danger because I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna see people. I I have to pump gas. What if I do it wrong? <laughs> but like like you said to you, you're like, oh, I never even never think of that sure thing man well dude i i really appreciate you sitting down and talking with me man it was absolutely such a pleasure dude same here and it's good what i really appreciate about it is not only that we got to have the conversation but that my mind has been open just by like saying just by having this conversation it's like we both said things that we didn't even know we knew yes had the conscious thought about it now i feel like we're both gonna like after this we're gonna be like whoa absolutely brother well thanks again man i'll talk to you soon absolutely i'll text you all right have a good one peace wow okay what an episode listen austin is 22 years old (laughs) amazing I was truly shocked listening back to this episode. I couldn't believe the back and forth we had throughout. I barely did any editing. We just seemed to understand each other, and it was so much fun. I hope you had fun listening. So many important topics were brought up, especially linking to social media and appearances and how when so many people are posting to Instagram, what they're really doing is selling a product. So don't compare yourself or get discouraged. Just Make what you want to make and put it out there. You never know who's going to love it. After having more time to think on it, I wanted to rehash the idea I was discussing about being in an abusive relationship with ourselves. I know from personal experience that I normalize saying terrible things about myself, about my abilities, my worth, my potential. It's totally not okay. And the only way I'm going to break free from that habit is to develop a new one. So I've started saying only good things, only great things, loving things, things I'd only say to my grandmother. (laughs) But seriously, check in with yourself and make sure you're not normalizing hatred or discouragement or doubt. It's not cool, and it's not productive. Anyways, thanks again for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast, write comments and reviews, and share with friends and family. The best place to reach me is on Instagram, at Sharon Feelings. Message me anytime. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon.